There's a snap. There's a kick. It is up. It is no good. No one missed. I think we got a heck of a shot of winning. We beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. For all you non-believers, disrespect us. Talk crap about the defense like we ain't the third best defense in the league. See you in Pittsburgh. Can't wait. Fitzpatrick. And so, Eric Decker holds it in. The Jets win in overtime. And the New York Giants, given the last rights by many in December, are the Super Bowl champs in February. This is NFL Friday. Going long on all news, reaction, and game picks for the Giants, Jets, and across the NFL on WFUV Sports. Welcome in to NFL Friday, the first edition for the 2022 season. Here with Julia Moss and Will Talent. I'm Bridge Gotham. Guys, very excited to get into it. We had a great game, at least in the first half last night. The NFL season's underway. Bills take care of business, winning 31-10 over the Super Bowl defending champs, Los Angeles Rams. Of course, Cooper Cup still had himself a great game despite the Rams only putting up 10 points. Josh Allen with four total touchdowns. Lots to break down. First, how you guys doing? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. It's my first time on NFL Friday. First time on a podcast this semester. I know it just started, but I couldn't be more excited to be here with you guys. Yeah, same, Julia. It's the first time on a, I'm on a podcast this semester back at school too. And you said it. You said it, Bridge. That was a. It's good to have football back. And it wasn't the best game. It was a good first half, but the Bills they showed out and they're they're on the right direction to what I would I would say pretty much a lot of people are saying that the Bills are the heavy favorites for the Super Bowl this year. So they're off to a good start so far. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget that they were 13 seconds away from going to the AFC Championship game. When they played the Chiefs last year, they you know they score a touchdown, leave 13 seconds on the clock. Mahomes has Mahomes magic, and he ties it up, and then they the Chiefs go on to win in overtime. But the Bills, were, they were they've been built to win the Super Bowl for the last couple years. Last year, I think they could have made a run. You know, unfortunately, when you run into Patrick Mahomes, things tend to happen. But uh, yeah, I think they're the heavy favorites this year. And, you know, after, you know, some will say the Rams are in a bit of a Super Bowl hangover, you know, you know, you're riding high off a celebration. But even so, to win by three touchdowns against the defending champs, you got to feel pretty good. Absolutely. And to throw it back to last season one more time, I think the Bills, I think they're going to benefit from that experience. You know, say what you will about the overtime rules. I personally disagree with the way they currently stand. And I think, yeah, I think the Bills are going to remember that. And it showed last night against the Rams. I mean, Rams won the Super Bowl last year, absolutely dominated. And I think it absolutely solidifies what everyone is thinking about not only the Bills being Super Bowl favorites, but Josh Allen making a, a deep MVP run this year. Yeah, and you can honestly say this too, Julia, not just last year, but a lot of a lot of years leading up to now Josh Allen it's always been Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen has always just been overshadowed by Patrick Mahomes cuz Mahomes has always beat him in the playoffs he's beat him when it's mattered most and now the uh, the the script is flipping a little bit uh Mahomes has lost his his right-hand man and Tyreek Hill he still has Kelsey but Allen has has the assets and some more now so they can really compete with the Chiefs and maybe dethrone Mahomes for this season. We'll just have to see, though. 
Yeah, well, Josh Allen, he's a bit less flashier than, than a Patrick Mahomes, but that doesn't make him any less of a player. And I think we're starting to see truly how great he is. And unlike most quarterbacks that are, that are always looking to slide once you know they go on a run, I mean, Josh Allen goes straight into the defense. I mean, he's not scared at all. He's a big, you know, six foot four ish guy. He's gonna run into that defense. I mean, he stiff armed a DB last night. I don't know if you guys saw that. I mean, yeah. that was <laughs> that's a play and running back or a wide receiver usually makes. This guy's a quarterback. So I mean, MVP pick for Julia. I mean, I I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah, I mean, he started ten for ten. Eleven was a pick, but he really bounced back after that. I mean, he really just has all of the assets and. He's not as flashy as Patrick Mahomes. He might not make SportsCenter top 10 as much as Mahomes. But I think all in all, as of right now, I don't want to put too much stock into game one, albeit it was against a Super Bowl champion. I think Allen is better just in a general sense. I mean, he led in passing and rushing last night. And yeah, I just, Allen is incredible. Yeah, the team's leading rusher at quarterback. You know, it's something that Daniel Jones had to do a lot last year. We'll get into him and the Giants <laughs> in a little bit, but the team's leading rusher, four total touchdowns, three in the air, one on the ground. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to watch this Bills team unfold a little bit. They they have a lot of strong pieces on both sides of the ball, and they're gonna be fun to watch. They they came in and they just destructed the Super Bowl champs. Like it was nothing. Like Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup, those were the two, those were the two big bright spots for the Rams. I'd have to say, and Stafford really wasn't all that amazing. You know, twenty nine for forty one, two forty yards in the air. He threw only one touchdown to to Cooper Cup, and he had three interceptions. Coop uh, Coop had a good game though, yeah. thirteen receptions, one hundred and twenty eight yards, one touchdown. It that was a typical Cooper Cup game. So. I, I'm really not too concerned with the Rams overall either. I think they're still probably top three, maybe even a top two team in the NFC. Personally, I think that this team is really good. They, they just played probably the toughest opponent that you can face to open the season. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say that these two teams could see each other in February, possibly. You never know. You, know? you never know. Um, but, you know, Josh Allen, I mean, using those wheels, I mean, 56 yards on the ground is phenomenal. And like you said, for the Rams, I was gonna, you know, get to the point of is it, you know, is it too early to panic? I look, I think they're gonna be fine personally. It was one game. It's one game. It's one game. You're also gonna have, you know, a whole week and a half since it's a Thursday game to prepare for week two, and you know they'll get, they'll get the Falcons in week two. I think that'll be an easy bounce back game for the Rams to get their mojo back and. Um, that Cooper Cup touchdown. I'm not sure if you guys saw, but I mean, it was like back of the end zone, just. A beautifully thrown ball by Stafford. So, I mean, if if they get going again, I think the sky's the limit once again. I agree. And I think the issues that the Rams have are kind of obvious. So they know what they need to work on. I think with Stafford in particular, it is just trying to incorporate new receivers. Cooper Cup is great. We all know Cooper Cup is great. But NFL NFL defenses are going to adapt to that. And you have to include other receivers and other tight ends. I mean, Cooper Cup had 13 receptions. The next leading reception getter was Tyler Higby and Daryl Henderson with five in order to compete with a team like the bills you can't just have one receiver just you know living and dying by one receiver and that was obvious last night so I think the biggest thing is Stafford just sharing the ball a little bit and obviously the run game needs to pick up Daryl Henderson didn't have a great night and yeah I think I don't think it's time to panic if I'm the Rams um I think this more says something about the bills and the Rams because the bills did 
like their schedule is only going to get easier from here. You you start out the season against the Super Bowl champions and you you dominate them. But if I'm the Rams, I'm not panicking yet. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up, Julia, about the receivers because the Rams went out and they got they got Allen Robinson and that's a solid good, receiver, very solid number two. You could debate a few years ago he was a number one. Oh, for sure. But now he's a number two, and yep. that's a really good number two. And then at number three, you have Van Jefferson. So it's not like don't they don't forget have... about he's he had some good games last yeah. year. He did. He really did. And then you have Tyler Higby. That's a solid tight end to have too. So Stafford has options other than Cup, and it's actually kind of impressive that he still just finds Cup like this absurd amount of times, and he always gets it done. You can double team him; he'll still get it done. But the Rams, they have so many different outlets that they can turn to. It's really it's the first game. It's the first game. They're going to be okay. Yeah, I think the Rams will be all right. But looking ahead at their schedule, they do have some tough games on there. They'll see the 49ers in week four, Cowboys week five, uh, the Niners again later on. They play the Bucks um, first weekend in November. They'll get the Chiefs Thanksgiving weekend. I mean, a lot of I mean Broncos in December. Like, you know, Rams got a packed schedule this year. Yeah, they – like I said before, there they, there are glaring issues that they have to fix up, and especially to compete with that schedule. But I do think that I see them back in the playoffs, to say the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see them going from Super Bowl to no, no playoff, but yeah, that schedule is a lot. And the Niners are tough, too. That's oh, yeah. going to be their their top competition. I, I don't want to throw the Cardinals off to the side. They have, they have some things going on over there, so I think they're going to be good, too. Obviously, we know the Seahawks situation there. That's that's a rebuild, but um, the Niners, they're going to be good. Those are going to be tough games. Personally, though, I think the Rams are going to split them. I think they're going to split. I don't think one team wins. I don't think one team sweeps. But, yes, the Rams do have a very tough schedule. You're, you're gonna, you have to play the Broncos, who may be the fourth best team in their division, third or fourth, and still very might solid. make the playoffs. Yeah. You know? so. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, moving along, I think we got a fun weekend of football ahead. Definitely want to preview, make some picks for these upcoming games, and then we'll talk a little Jets and Giants. So first game on the schedule, we got Patriots going down to South Beach to visit the Miami Dolphins. Julia, you know, walk us through it. Yeah, I think this is a big year for Mac Jones. I think, um, you know, he is destined just completely in the game manager role last year it'll be interesting to see how bill belichick's trust builds in mac jones going into this year i have no idea what to expect from the patriots like absolutely none and the dolphins have tyreek hill now tua is slowly growing i think it could go either way but i personally have the patriots winning this one it's a big year for mac jones julia but it's also a big year for tua too and when you bring in tyreek hill a guy that will get to every spot that you can imagine, it's going to make his life a lot easier. And then you have Jalen Waddle as a number two. That's really, really solid wide receiver core right there. Just one and two, and you're good. And two is an accurate passer. We Obviously, we've seen, we haven't seen what we saw in, at Alabama with him yet, but he's got one of the most lethal weapons on offense that, probably any offense has had in the last six, seven years, maybe. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think the Dolphins are going to surprise some people this year. They had a great season last year. I think they maybe not take a step forward or stay the same, maybe a slight step forward, but it's going to come down to Tua. Give me the Dolphins, though. I think they squeeze out a win in week one against the Patriots. The Dolphins are a slight favorite at home, but I do... 
I don't know, something about the Patriots, something about this guy, Bill Belichick, that's been doing it for that so guy. long. That guy. And especially in week one, you know, that guy's had a whole summer to game plan. I'll take the Patriots. They, they kick a field goal to win it at the end. Mac Jones has one of those Mac Jones-type stat lines. That's where I see that game. Then we got another one. We got Saints-Falcons, 1 o'clock this Sunday in Atlanta. Yeah, um, both teams definitely in a in a transitionary period, I think, with the Falcons um, having Marcus Mariota now. And don't sleep on Mariota. I spent eight eight or so years as a Titans fan watching Mariota. He may be the most mediocre quarterback I've ever seen, but I don't think he had the right team around him in Tennessee. And I do see him taking quite a step up. I don't think the Falcons win this one, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think it is. I do have the Saints in this. Yeah, I wouldn't sleep on Mariota. He played some meaningful games for Tennessee, and he did pretty well on some of them. And then Tannehill kind of took over there after he left Miami. But, um, yeah, Saints-Falcons. I like that transitionary period for both of them. However, I think the Saints are in a much better position in terms of transitioning. I'm going to take the Saints, too. Saints have a much better defense. I think that they're... uh... You know, it's the beginning of the Dennis Allen era. You know, he's a defensive guy as it is. I think that they're going to, you know, Mariota's going to have some trouble down there, and uh, I'll take the Saints in that one as well. Uh, moving on, we got the 49ers going up to Chicago to visit the Bears. You know, that's going to be a good game. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I will say, though, I, I'm i not on the Trey Lance train. I'm not. I think he could be good, but I was a Garoppolo supporter. I think that he has been paid a little bit of dirt by the Niners and I think but with that being said the Bears are not very good um they're not really in a situation to be good right now in this season so I think the 49ers are going to win this one yeah I'm taking the Niners too I personally think the Niners and the Rams are really going to duke it out for that division it's going to go one of them is going to win and it's going to be really close and you're starting with the Bears you got to go 1 and 0 because the team that is going to be right up there with you is already 0 and 1. So uh, this is a big game and I I am actually a, a Trey Lance guy. I That's like fair. Trey Lance. That's fair. I understand I think, it's, a, um, it's a not it's a hot take. He's got some he's got some upside. I can see where you um are going where you're coming from I I would say. Um but I like I like the versatility. I like the cannon he has for an arm. You mold it together, he could have a solid quarterback, you know. Jimmy Garoppolo it, not, he's a pretty good guy to sit behind, and with all the experience, you know, it's not like Jordan Love is sitting behind Aaron Rodgers, but Garoppolo is a good guy to have as a mentor, and I think Trey Lance takes a step forward, and this 49ers team is going to be really good again this year. So give me the Niners in week one. I just don't know enough about Trey Lance. I mean, he, where did he play? North Dakota State, yeah. right? That's yeah. like a Division two school, right? Not, not to <laughs> discount what you're doing, but you just haven't seen him play at the NFL level yet. Like, you know, true games. You know, he's been in the preseason or whatever. I, um, that doesn't mean he's not good. I just don't know what, that's why I said this game could be good because, you know, Justin Fields may not be a great quarterback, but at least he's had reps for Chicago. So this game could be a little bit closer than we expect. That being said, I'll still take the Niners to win. Uh, but I, I'd say it's by about a field goal. I think it's gonna be a lot closer than, than odds makers think. Um, then we got the uh, Steelers and Bengals, classic AFC North matchup. Bengals were, were, you know, they were in the Super Bowl last year. Steelers no longer have Big Ben, so a lot to look at in this game. Yeah, another team that's with Pittsburgh that's just, you don't really know how they're going to do this year. Um, you know, losing Big Ben is, is huge. I do have the Bengals winning. They're coming off, you know, just an incredible season. Joe Burrow is 
is back and I don't see him taking a step back this year I only see him getting better so yeah I think Bengals are going to win and I don't think it's going to be close Joe that's all I got to say about that the Bengals are going to win this game how can you bet against the the uh, reigning AFC champions I mean this team was so much fun to watch last year Joe Burrow I think he takes another step in the right direction a big step forward maybe Bengals week one over the Steelers though for sure yeah, taking the Bengals by a mile. I mean, that's an easy, easy pick for me. Um, moving up north once again, Eagles going to visit the Lions. Lions run hard knocks. They've been in talks recently. Dan Campbell's getting a lot of love, second-year head coach over there. But the Eagles, they got Jalen Hurts. They have, you know, they got A.J. Brown this offseason. They have some weapons to work with. Devonta Smith has been developing a little bit. Julia, what are we feeling here? I know this makes no actual logical sense, but the hard knocks bias is just so strong with me. I want the Lions to win so bad that like I've convinced myself they have a chance. Like I know the Eagles are objectively looking at the roster a better team, but I don't know. Dan Campbell is just he cares so much about this team and I think they they take a surprising step forward. Is that hard knocks bias? 99% yes, but I do have the Lions winning this game over the Eagles. Wow. <laughs> wow, you know I like the Lions. I think they're going to be better than they were last year. Definitely. Love Dan Campbell. But it's got to be the Eagles. It's got to be the Eagles. This is probably going to be the team to beat in the NFC East. And we, we, I was talking about it with the Dolphins. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, another really solid wide receiver duo to have if you're Jalen Hurts. A guy that can throw it. A guy that can move. I, I'm, more, I'm more high on Jalen Hurts than a lot of people. I, I like him. I just I like his style. I like his play. I think he's I think he's very good for this Eagles system and they're gonna they're gonna make some noise in that division for sure. But Eagles over the Lions. As much as I want to love love the Lions, I, I see the Eagles as just uh too strong. Jalen Hurts is too quick. I think that they're gonna make more plays than the Lions. Uh I have the Eagles winning that game. We're going to skip over the Jets-Ravens for now, and we're going to come back to that. We have Jaguars versus the now Washington Commanders. That's in the nation's capital, or just outside, as they say. Two not-so-great teams facing off here, so this could actually be a closer game than you'd think. I agree. This is one of those games where it's like, I don't think either of these teams are going to make a run anywhere close to the playoffs, and if this game happened in, let's say, December, I think it's one of those games that definitely wouldn't be on TV. Tankable. Yeah, (laughs) but... I don't know. I, I mean, again, this game could go either way because when you have teams that are like objectively bad as they were last season, you know, you don't know which team is going to take a step up. And I think one of them will. I do have the commanders in this game, but I would be not surprised whatsoever if the Jaguars won. You know, this was probably one of the harder games for me to pick a winner for. I, it, and that's kind of surprising. I have the commanders right now. But honestly, I'm so undecided because I can genuinely see the Jaguars being a lot better than what they were last year. You get rid of Urban Meyer, all of those shenanigans. You bring in Doug Peterson, a guy who won a Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, could be a big difference maker in the development of Trevor Lawrence. So who knows? They they may be good, but I'll, I'm going to stick with the commanders for now. I would take the season for the Jaguars. Week one is week one. Get the kinks out a little bit. I'll take Commanders week one over the Jaguars, though. I actually like the Jags in this game. I I like uh, 
Look, Trevor Lawrence actually has a competent head coach. Nothing against Urban Meyer. He's a college coach. He knows how to coach college. That's his sport. The NFL is not where he belongs. College coaches don't translate well to the NFL. Nick Saban with the Dolphins didn't last too long. That's neither here nor there. Um, I like the Jags. They get Travis Etienne back, who was out you know, with an injury last season. Um, and him and Lawrence played together at Clemson, so they have a bit of chemistry there as well. Um, this is also going to be a reunion. Doug Peterson with the the Jaguars. Carson Wentz playing for the Commanders. So, you know, the, they, those two won a Super Bowl together. I know Wentz on the sidelines, but that was that season. Um, I think the Jags are just, they have more to play for here. And, uh, yeah, I'll take them with a little bit of an upset here. Wentz could have been MVP that year if he didn't get hurt. Yeah, no, no doubt. And um, that moves us to the Browns and Panthers, another another game where it's basically a toss-up. Um you know, Baker Mayfield versus his former team, which which could, you know, it's going to be must-watch football for sure. I just I don't even know what to say about this game. Absolutely. I'm so happy that the NFL schedule makers put this week one. I think, I mean, I think the Panthers win just because Baker has, like, Baker's one of those players where this is going to be a game that's on his, like, he's marking this on his calendar. And I think he is going to have a resurgence this year. And, yeah, I mean, Jacoby Brissett is all right. But I think the Panthers win this. I'm all for the Baker drama right now. I named all my fantasy teams after him. Frosted Bakes, the uh, Baker Revenge Tour. I I love it. I love it. I think he's going to have a good year, and this is a great first game to have. However, I think he's going to play well. I think the Browns are going to play better. I think Baker will play well. But because you just know he's playing his former team. He just he wants it. He wants it. I just think the Browns are much stronger, even with Jacoby Brissett. I'm going to take the Browns over the Panthers. Yeah. Um, it's hard to pick the Browns uh, uh, for me. Just uh, no Deshaun Watson. No, I mean, I know Jacoby Brissett's been in the league for a little while, but I uh, I think Baker has more to play for here. I think, as you guys just said, like he's you know a little bit of a revenge tour, as your fantasy team states. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, yeah, I'll take the Panthers by a touchdown here. I think it'll be a, it'll, it'll be a fun game. Panthers are hosting. Browns going on the road. You know, fans will be there to, you know, pack the pack the stadium and root uh, Baker on. You know, he'll have a lot of support. It's not like he's going back to Cleveland, which would be a much different sort of atmosphere. So, Panthers in that one is my pick. And we go down south. It's Colts visiting the Texans. Uh, Matt Ryan making his Indianapolis debut. Yeah, um, Davis Mills versus Matt Ryan. I. I insane matchup in a sense of you don't really know how either of these players are going to adjust especially with Matt Ryan Davis Mills coming off in a pretty good season um all things considered but I think Matt Ryan is going to have a research I think Matt Ryan is either going to do really really well this year or he's going to retire after this year is over um I think he go one or two ways I don't think he's going to have just like a middle of the line season so I think this game will say a lot I do have the Colts just because at its core, Matt Ryan is a better quarterback than Davis Mills, and I think the Colts roster in general is better than the Texans. But this is one of those games that, surprisingly, I think I have circled. I want to watch. Three veteran quarterbacks in three years for the Colts. Phil Rivers finished with the Colts. That's How weird. weird. Is that, right? That's yeah. so bizarre. So weird. And then Carson Wentz was there. <laughs> and now you have Matt Ryan. You have Matty Ice. Matty Ice, man. He was so much fun to watch with the Falcons. I think it's got to be the Colts here. They do have the much better roster. Matt Ryan is going to make them so much better when, than what they were last year. With If you put Matt Ryan on that team last year, that team is making the playoffs. 
team is 100% making the playoffs. They are not folding against the Jaguars. <laughs> they are making the playoffs. They were the, they were like the Cinderella story. They, yeah, they had in-season hard knocks, was, too. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor was doing his thing, and they were just clicking. And then yep. right at the end, it just crashed just, and burned, and yep. it just completely turned into dust. Matt Ryan, to me, is going to be the difference maker with this roster. Give me the Colts and Texans, or give me the Colts over the Texans. I mean that in that last game. I mean they had Jags fans showing up with paper bags over their faces as a protest of this team is horrible, and they go on and they knock the Colts out of the playoffs, which I think is so funny. Um, yeah, I, I love you know the post Andrew Luck Colts have been weird as you said, like three veteran quarterbacks each for a year. You know, could be longer for Matt Ryan, but. I think Matt Ryan's the best of the three. You know, Philip Rivers had a great career, but you know he was on the tail end of it. But I like Matty Ice, as you said. And um, look, I I think he'll fit into this Colts team perfectly. They're going to be a playoff team, and the Texans are the Texans. So give me the Colts. The uh, late afternoon slate gets gets a bit more exciting. Uh, Packers Vikings to kick it off. I mean, that's going to be a great game. I agree. I am excited for that one. Aaron Rodgers versus Kirk Cousins. I think um, I think the Packers get this one, but it's going to be an exciting game. I think Kirk Cousins has been destined for a breakout year for the past three or four years. Like He has nearly made the playoffs or made the playoffs several times. And yeah, I think, I think this roster has better, gotten better. And I have the Packers, but the Vikings are going to be good this season. I think they'll start 0-1, but they'll, they'll pick it up. I'm going to take the Packers, too. However, this Vikings team is going to be pretty good. I think they're going to be pretty good. I'm really excited to see what Justin Jefferson is going to do this year. He's just just so much fun to watch. He's such a great receiver. And they have a good roster, too. For the Packers, Rodgers is going to carry. He's going to carry that team. The only problem is he only had one guy to throw to, and now he has nobody. Who is he going to throw to? Who? Alan Lazard. I don't know. <laughs> Who? It's a fair question. So, just they'll find a way to do it. I think the Packers are going to be fine. I think they're going to win week one. But keep an eye out on the Vikings, though. Yeah, I, I love Kirk Cousins. I think he's the just classic, just he's very average quarterback, but in a good way. Like, he's fun. He's a pocket passer. He gets the job done. Uh, that being said, uh, the the Green Bay Packers, you know, my whole life have been the Green Bay Packers. Uh, you know, as far as I can remember, when Aaron Rodgers took over, I was maybe five, six years old. He's been the face of the Packers for as long as I can remember. And when I see him on the field, as he, you know, Stephen A. Smith, he's a bad man, as they say. He's and a he bad is, man. <laughs> I mean, if there's a couple players that I've watched throughout my life that every time they step out on the field, they can make a play to win the game, Aaron Rodgers is one of them. I'm taking them over the the Vikings here. Uh, you know, Green Bay is gonna gonna pull this off, and I think that this season will be a little different for the Packers. You know, he doesn't have the same by he uh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the same weapons he's had in years past. That but that doesn't stop him from from having a good year. I mean, Tom Brady never had a lot of great weapons in New England for some seasons, and he still you know happened to get it done. I think Aaron Rodgers will do the same. So uh, yeah, I'll take the Packers by a couple touchdowns. I think it won't even be close. Uh, Chiefs Cardinals is is next up. It was, you know Kyler Murray after all that, all those contract shenanigans. They get Hollywood Brown down there. Chiefs coming off uh, a tough loss to the to the uh, Bengals in the AFC Championship game. So both teams kind of fighting for something here. I see this being such a high scoring game and an exciting game. Um, you know Kyler Murray, his offseason was a bit 
out there in in quite a few ways. Um, I can definitely tell you he's been watching film, if there's one thing he's been doing. Um, It's not in the contract anymore, though. That's true. That's true. Uh, But I have the Chiefs in this one just because, you know, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's hard to... I know he doesn't have Tyreek Hill anymore, and it'll be interesting to see how he responds in that way. But they have, like, Hardman. Like, they have other younger receivers that I think if put in the position could make big steps not in a Tyreek Hill way to where they just like dominate but I do think Mahomes is enough to like you said with with Rodgers I think Mahomes is enough to um, make up for that I have the Chiefs in this one but it's another one of those where I think it can definitely go either way Cardinals there's too much drama circulating them right now D-Hop's gonna be out until week six there's just the, the Kyler Murray situation it's still cooling off, I think. I don't think it's completely done here. Um, they're going to be good, though. I think that team is going to be a wild card team, maybe. They're going they're, they're in a tough division, so they're going to be fun to watch. Kyler Murray's going to do his thing. It's going to be the Chiefs, though, without a doubt. And one thing i got to bring up about the Chiefs, they lose Tyree Kill. They still have Travis Kelsey. But they got Juju, and I think that was a really solid pickup for them because... Look at what Juju was able to do when he had a solid quarterback. If uh, I'm going to call Big Ben solid for that. He was good, and then he was older, so he became solid. But um, Juju was just such a better player when he had a better quarterback, I, I think. that That's just how I saw it. Like last year, yep. a couple years, you know, the situation going on in Pittsburgh, it was just like, what's going on? Like, they're just – it's – they're in a transition and now he has probably the best quarterback in the NFL to uh, that he's going to catch passes from so I think he's going to have a big year this year and he's going to be a big part in the Chiefs success especially in week one yeah it's the Chiefs all the way for me um Patrick Mahomes is he's such a special player and like you said Will there's too much going on uh in Arizona with those off-the-field shenanigans. I Look, Patrick Mahomes will find his new receiver. He still has a Travis Kelsey. He still has certain receivers to throw to and those younger guys that are coming in. I, I think the Chiefs win. I think the Chiefs win comfortably. Um, moving on, uh, we have the Raiders going to visit the Chargers, which, you know, that's going to be a great game because remember the last time those two teams met, uh, it, you know, playoff spot was on the line. Uh, so, you know, it's, you know, fans are going to be packing uh the arena for that yeah um this is another one of those games where like i think the quarterbacks are going to decide in the narrative on how this goes i am big on justin herbert i think that he his arm is insane i think he's going to take a huge step this year but Derek carr is already at a level i think justin herbert is trying to get to um so i think the raiders are going to win this but i think the chargers are going to have the better season i think justin herbert is going to be absolutely incredible this year you know, I like that, and I think I could go either way with this game. I really like the Carr and Devontae Adams connection now. I don't know if it's going to outduel Rodgers and Devontae, but they did play in college together, so it's going to be interesting to see how they can um, blossom in the NFL together if they were that good at Fresno. But I got to go with the Chargers because I am also a huge Justin Herbert guy, and this roster got significantly better than what it already was. It was already pretty decent to begin with, and it just got a lot better. And I think both of these teams could make the playoffs, but the Chargers are going to win this week one matchup. Ah, man, yeah. I I like the Chargers a little bit more. I love Justin Herbert. I love the progression he's making as he moves to the NFL. 
but I also love the the Raiders. You know, since they've moved to Vegas, they they've actually been a pretty solid team. Um, beautiful stadium. I really want to go. I mean, I, they have like a club in the stadium, which is like unheard of. Like, like no, it's Vegas for you. But um, you know, plenty of stuff going on there. Devonte Adams and Derek Carr, as you mentioned, they've played together at Fresno State, and. Um, yeah, I mean Devontae Adams is is one hell of a receiver, so I I can't wait to see how he does in Vegas. I'm gonna take the Chargers, uh, you know, maybe by a field goal. Um, it's gonna be a really close game, uh, just like you know their Week 18 matchup last year. Classic. I mean that game was Classic. epic, and then you had the Steelers. Like you know, if if they had tied, the Steelers missed the playoffs. So that was you know it was a crazy game. Uh, Raiders ended up winning that 35 uh, 32. They went to the playoffs. They, of course, lost to the Bengals, who eventually went to the Super Bowl. Um, we're going to skip over the Giants game for now. Last game on the Sunday slate is a rematch from week one of last year. It's Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to Dallas to face Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. It's going to be a primetime matchup. It's Sunday night football. Boy, you got to love it. Yeah, I think Dak Prescott has a lot to play for here. Um I think Cowboys fans are getting very, very fed up with their performance, uh, not making the playoffs or not doing well in the playoffs. I think this is a big year for him. Um, if if they don't make the playoffs this year, I don't know where they're going after this year. I definitely think this is one of those years where if Dak and the Cowboys in general don't get to where their fans want them to be, there's going to be a lot of turnover. So I think Dak has a lot to play for, but it is Tom Brady. You have Tom Brady uh, and the Buccaneers. I think I have no. I just don't know where this game is going to go. I think uh, I can't bet against Tom Brady, so I have the Buccaneers in this one, but by a field goal. Taking the Bucks too, and I want to point this out too. When it's all said and done, and who knows when that's going to be, look at all of the amazing wide receivers that Tom Brady has been able to throw to, and now you can just add Julio Jones to that list. It's actually incredible. If he the plays. Names. Yeah, that's true, too. I, I think he will. But um, just all of these names that he's been able to throw to throughout his career. And it's just it's I love it. I had to point that out. But for the Sunday slate, it's going to be the Bucks. Cowboys. I'm not I'm not a, too big on the Cowboys this year. I think they're going to finish behind the Eagles. Maybe a wild card team. Actually, they'll probably be a wild card team. They do have a really solid roster, but like you said, Julia, it's Tom Brady. Just can't bet against him. How about them Cowboys, as they say? I I can't I can't go with the Cowboys. It's, it's Tom Brady and the Bucks all the way. You know what Tom Brady's done over his career is unprecedented. Obviously, we don't need to get into all that. But even retiring and then coming out of retirement after forty days and forty nights, you know, resurrecting. Uh, <laughs> It's just funny how it all happens, and he comes back to a Bucks roster that's still very solid. You know, their offensive line definitely has a few question marks with some injuries there, but look, you have uh, Mike Evans. I know Chris Godwin is, is still battling injuries, but a Julio Jones coming in there, yeah, he's not the Julio Jones that played in the Super Bowl a few years ago, but he's still a great receiver. And, you know, him and, and Tom Brady have been working together throughout training camp. I'll take the Bucks over the Cowboys. Like you said, I think Cowboys are still a wild card team this year. Um, if they don't make the playoffs, you know, I don't know what Jerry Jones is going to do. He might blow the whole thing up. Um, you know, that remains to be seen. Um, last game, besides the New York teams, we go to Monday Night Football. Broncos, Seahawks, Russell Wilson goes home. Oh, man, it's going to be fun. This game is going to be... Uh, 
Russell Wilson is just going to unload, I think. I, I don't see this game being close in any way, shape, or form. The, I think this is the Russell Wilson, like, not necessarily revenge tour, but showing that the reason that the Broncos were not do or the Seahawks were not doing good is not because of him. It was because the roster around him. And I just, I don't think the the Seahawks stand a chance here. I think Russell Wilson just just goes crazy in this game, and I have the I have the Broncos by a lot. I don't I don't think Russ was the problem ever in Seattle. They had an, an probably one of the most incredible runs that we're gonna see. That team was incredibly dominant for such a long stretch of time and nothing's going to cap the Patriots. But those Seahawks teams were so competitive and so dominant on both sides of the ball. And and now it now it's all over. That's just how it that's how it goes in all all of sports. It's just all over. They, everyone's gone their separate ways except for Pete Carroll who's still over there. Um it's going to be a big game for Russ. I still think he has a lot more in the tank than most people think that he does. I think that he is going to be a big factor as to why this Broncos team is going to be as good as they are, and they're going to take home a W on Monday Night Football. Yeah, Monday Night Football is going to be a lot of fun, this game being simulcast ESPN and ABC. Uh, They had a new crew. They brought in Joe Buck and Troy Aikman over from Fox. So, you know, exciting times for Monday Night Football and ESPN, but also for Russell Wilson going back to Seattle, I don't think it'll be close either. I think he's going to show out. Um, you know, a lot of play for for them, and you know, Seattle going to a full rebuild now. And as you said, Will, what they were able to accomplish is very impressive. I mean, I remember back in middle school, the Legion of Boom days when they uh, they trounced the Broncos in the Super Bowl, forty three to eight, and then the next year they were this close from winning it again until Malcolm Butler stole it from them. Don't throw the ball on the one yard line. Why would you do that? When you got Marshawn Lynch in the back. Yep, Marshawn Lynch. Anyways, you know. Tom Brady got, was that his fourth or who even knows, but that was one of many for him. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, who even knows? knows? Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I like the Broncos in this game. And then that wraps up week one slate. I mean, guys, like, look at all these games. I mean, just, you know, the NFL schedule makers knew what they were doing. I mean, Broncos, Seahawks, the storylines there. You have the Raiders, Chargers, the rematch. Browns, Panthers, Baker, Mayfield, Jaguars, and Washington, two terrible teams, but, like, it's a good matchup. Uh, you know, Eagles-Lions, a fun one there. But let's hop in to Jets-Ravens because the Jets this season, a bit of higher expectations. They took Sauce Gardner in the draft. You know, that guy's a hell of a DB. Um, you have Joe Flacco starting for the Jets, who's going to be playing against his former team. And uh, what do you guys think about this? Man, I the Jets really tough break for them to lose Zach Wilson in preseason. But um, lucky for them, I mean Joe Flacco is not terrible. He has experience. He has playoff experience. He he was very good, and I think the added layer of playing against the Ravens this year could suit him well. Um, do I think they win this game? No, but I don't. I, I don't know. I think once Zach Wilson returns, we'll be having a very different conversation. But Joe Flacco is, I think, is a competent backup right now. Oh yeah, Joe Flacco is definitely a very competent backup. There, there's no shot that the Jets are winning this game, though. They're not beating the Ravens. And honestly, I had a lot of high hopes for this Jets team because they, yes, they were they bad last year. Oh yeah, they were terrible. But just watching some of these games and watching the connections with Braxton Berrios 
and Elijah Moore that Zach Wilson has that he was able to develop. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I think they work really well together. They get Garrett Wilson from Ohio State in the draft. Um, just adding more options for Wilson to throw to. And it, everything was looking great. Now he goes down with a knee injury, and he's going to miss at least four weeks. And four weeks in the NFL, which could potentially be five, because why would you rush your, your, not your rookie quarterback, but your young quarterback that you're trying to build your franchise around? Why would you rush him to come back after an injury that, you, that derails careers? I just... It, this was such a Jets thing to happen. I hate to put it that way, but I got to put it that way. And those first four games could be the, the that could be the swing for the season. Uh, you can make up four games, but four games is a lot when you're talking about the NFL. I, and playing the Ravens week one doesn't help at all. By the way, I want to point out, too, we're live right now. Uh, Lamar Jackson did not reach a contract extension with the Ravens before his self-imposed deadline. That's going to be an interesting story to hold on to for the rest of this season. Just want to put that one out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that will be something that's going to be crazy to watch develop. He is my starting quarterback on my fantasy team. So uh, personally would like him to uh, play. Get that. Yeah. Get that <laughs> figured out, please. Because um, I, I currently don't have another quarterback on roster. So, yeah, that is my two cents about that. <laughs> How special would it be, though, for, for Joe Flacco? I mean, to to open up the season with a win over his former team when he's, you know, he was replaced by Lamar Jackson, rightly so. Lamar is a obviously in his prime, much better player. But I mean, how special would that be? You know, for, for the Jets fans, for all that they've been through after a terrible injury to Zach Wilson. I mean, that would be quite the win for the Jets. I I, I think the Ravens will win this game. I just, I, I hope that they, the Jets can keep it close for their sake. And I, uh, it's at home, so I hope the fans show out, uh, you know, here in New York. And, uh, you know, I wish them the best. I may not be a Jet fan, but, um, you know, it's it's fun when the hometown clubs are, are playing good football. Um, it's good for the city. It's good for the sport. And, um, you know, outlook on the Jet season, if they get Zach Wilson back around week four, you know, the, the Jets, they visit the Browns in week two, the Bengals in week three. You know, you hope they can win at the Browns. The Bengals is probably going to look like a loss. They see the Steelers in week four. That's a winnable game. And then after that, you know, you figure you get Zach Wilson back, he might have a shot. The Jets, I don't see him as a playoff team, but I see him they could win six or seven games this year. I don't know what you guys uh, think, but, you know, I think they're definitely much better than last year. Yeah, I think there's a ceiling on this team, but it's higher than it was last year. Um, getting it, it really just depends on how well Joe Flacco does in these first four games. If he goes 0-4, I think you just work on rebuilding and and looking towards the next season but if he can win a couple games like you said there are winnable games on that in that schedule like it could be much worse um I think I think the absolute ceiling is like an eight eight win season but I think Jets fans would be you know moderately happy with that so I could see them winning up to eight games but um would not blink twice or be surprised at a four or five game win season eight would be nice I think that's a little a little higher for right now I like more the six or seven range but honestly it could be four it could be five it you just don't know it's kind of the same thing with the Giants too they're both in like this I really can't tell you what's going to happen kind of phase but um, I think the Jets personally I think they're going to step they're going to take a step forward I agree I think the Jets are going to be moving forward the Giants I think will also be moving forward as you said they're in a bit of a transition period as well 
New GM Joe Shane coming in, new head coach Brian Dable coming in, both from the Buffalo Bills. Giants are starting their season on the road. They're going down to Tennessee. Julia Moss over here knows that place very well as our resident Titans fan. So we'll start with you. I mean, obviously the Titans are the favorite in this, but is it? Uh, what do you think about this game? Yeah, um, it, it's going to be closer than people think, I believe. If people think the Titans are going to run away with this, I don't see that happening. I mean, you're looking at the roster. We didn't really improve in any way. If anything, we just we traded away uh, A.J. Brown. Um, I could do a whole other podcast on, on how frustrating that is because the reason behind that was because of how much we played or paid Ryan Tannehill um, an absurd amount of money for mediocre quarterback. Um, but we have Malik Willi- Willis, so... We'll see how that goes. But um, as far as week one against the Giants, I think it's an exciting time to be a Giants fan, more exciting than it has been the past few years. Um, you know, getting a new new coaching staff and whatnot. Um, Daniel Jones, I think time could only make him better. But with that being said, I think this is another, this is a big year for Daniel Jones. I think if he doesn't perform this year, the Giants are going to have to take a lot longer look than they have in the past. But I, I see the Titans winning this game, um, but if you're familiar with the Titans, every time they're supposed to win a game, they do typically lose and vice versa. So would not be surprising whatsoever if the Giants did pull this off. And it, I think if they did, it would be an absolute monster win for them to start out their season. I think if the Giants pull this one off, it's going to uh, it's gonna like write the script for this Giants team this year. And it's getting to a point yes are they not performing absolutely they definitely have not performed they've had top 10 picks picks pretty much every single year that daniel jones and saquon barkley have been on this team with the exception of one they may have had the 11th pick big step forward um (laughs) but um all kidding aside i honestly feel bad for saquon barkley and Daniel Jones, this is their third system in their rookie contract. Yeah. And rookie contracts are four, and if you're lucky, a fifth year. And you have three different systems. How and crazy. now both of their both of their careers are not I mean, you could put it that way. It's a little extreme, but they're on the line here for the Giants. They they either could both go, one could stay, one could leave, or they both stay because they had a great year. It's really a make or break season for both of them. And it's really tough when you have a, an entire new regime coming in. You have to learn, you have to learn the new front office. You have to learn the new system, which Daniel Jones has had to do three times. Like I said, and Saquon Barkley, when he's on the field, he's also had to do it. But uh, Julie, I have to agree with you. If they win this game against the Titans, which in my eyes is, it can definitely happen. I think the Titans. I'm gonna pick the Titans, but I do think the Giants have a chance here. If the Giants win this game, it's going to be very telling, and they could end up being a lot better than what people think they're going to be, and it's exciting. I, it, I think it may go one of two ways. They're going to surprise a lot of people and be pretty decent, or they're going to, they're going to win four to five games and have the seventh pick overall, and they're going to take some, some position, and we'll just go back to the drawing board once again. It's going to go one of two ways. The NFL season is short, which is why a win in week one is like the equivalent of going on a 20-game win streak in baseball. I mean, it's to set the momentum, it's huge. And couple that with a win against the Titans, a really good team, it's on the road, and then week two, you're at home against the Panthers. You probably win that. You host the Cowboys. You could win that. If, and then you have the Bears. If you start 4-0, all of a sudden, that dictates your whole season. Whether or not you finish as a playoff team, 
that remains to be seen. But the opportunity that the Giants have to, to start the season quite well, it's there for the taking. And, yeah, it's the third system that Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley have played. I mean, how crazy is that, right? It's sad. It, it, it is it's sad. sad. You know, I think Giants fans have, have been frustrated, but they're happy that uh, – that they that they got these guys from the from the Bills that have clearly you know turned a team that was not a contender into a contender with Joe Shane being the assistant general manager over there Brian Dables the offensive coordinator and what Brian Dables able to do with a Josh Allen really develop them they're hoping the same can happen with a Daniel Jones Mike Kafka gotta bring Mike Kafka up too oh yeah Holmes. yeah uh, it just it speaks volumes it does and. And Jones has, I'm not going to compare him to Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to do that. However, when you look at Josh Allen and you look at Daniel Jones, Mahomes is a little different because I just think he's just much more athletic than both of them. They have very similar tools. Daniel Jones can run and he can throw when, when, when he has a little time to do it. He is like, no, he's never had a lot of time to throw the football. So whenever, hopefully... We will see that this year. They bolstered the O line. They did that a lot in free agency and through the draft. Hopefully, that helps. You couple that with Andrew Thomas. We, we'll just have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see how that line gels. And this could be a big year for Daniel Jones. And I'm a supporter of him, so I, I'm I'm looking for him to to be good. I like I like DJ here. I like eight. Yeah, it'll. I hope so. I mean, it, it's going to be exciting. I'll be at all of the home games covering for WFUV Sports. Which I'm looking forward to as the Giants beat reporter here. So I'm going to be seeing it up close, going to be pumping out some content related to the Giants. So, you know, you guys should stay tuned for that. You know, it's it's going to be an interesting season for the Giants for so many reasons, but they do have so many winnable games. I mean, they play the Texans, they play the Lions, you know, they play their division, which it's not a very strong division as it is, you know, games against, uh, you know, the Seahawks, the Jaguars, the Bears, you know, that's a lot of winnable games. You know, even for the Giants, who may not be great, but at best, those are toss-up games. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's very exciting for the Giants. I agree. Um, I think it's a huge year for Daniel Jones, but I think sometimes people forget that, like, Saquon Barkley is on the roster. Like, he is an incredible running back when he's on the field. And, you know, getting more offensive line, getting better offensive linemen is going to help that. And I think specifically with the Giants-Titans uh, matchup, I think they're in similar positions. I mean, both have not the best quarterbacks, but great running backs. And it'll be really interesting how they match up with each other because I think Derrick Henry is is getting a little, is getting older. Um, and I think this is one of those years where we could, it might be the first year we could see a decline in Derrick Henry. I would not be surprised by that. He goes down last year and be tough to see because he was probably the the next Marshawn Lynch, I would say. Just in pure dominance, like Derrick Henry, just he he matches with Marshawn Lynch, and he's been fun to watch. He's been nice to have on fantasy for quite some time now. Oh, yeah. But that that's just what happens with running backs. It's age. It's just wear and tear. You look at what Derrick Henry has done over the last few years. Not many running backs can do in the history of the position. And it just takes a toll on your body. It just takes a big toll on your body, especially if you're a big guy like Derrick Henry. You just you t- you're taking blow after blow and not going down. Eventually, that's gonna catch up to you, and it, it sucks to see because he's really fun to watch. It, we'll have to just see it unfold. It's just how it goes in the NFL. Absolutely, and it's yeah, it's been a lot of fun talking football with you guys. Before we go, before we wrap things up, let's get a season prediction in terms of record for the Giants and then for the Jets. Start with Julia. Giants, give me a record. How are they going to do? 
Giants, I seventeen games now. Let me do the math. Uh, five and eleven or five and twelve, whatever, whatever adds 12. up to seventeen. Yep. Five and twelve. Five and That's twelve. Seven and ten. I have confidence in this team. I really do. I like where they're going. I like the direction. Seven and ten. I'm gonna go with eight and nine. Beautiful. Yeah. Even nice. better. Yeah. Even no, better. I, I'm optimistic. I said a lot of winnable games on there. I think you know normally it's eight and eight, but of course we have the extra game now. Eight and nine. It sounds a little weird. Still getting used to it. I don't know what that even means because you know my whole life, like I knew what ten and six meant. I knew what nine and seven meant in terms of where you would be seated. Eight and nine. You're probably not making the playoffs. I would assume it's similar to eight and eight. You're just missing it, but a much bigger step up for the Giants. How the Jets though? Yeah, I like you said, like that one game really changes the way you think about. It's yeah. crazy how to like. I know it's a short season, but one game really changes the way you think about, you know, where your team stands. Uh, the Jets, I have them about the same. I think four and twelve as well. I, um, I think the Giants' ceiling is higher, but I, I do genuinely see the Jets not breaking six, seven games. I'm gonna go six and eleven. I think both of these teams did get better. I did say though earlier that I could see them both really having four win seasons. That's realistic. That's very realistic. I feel like, however. I got to give them the benefit of the doubt here, especially with the Giants, with a new regime coming in. You you're just you got that adrenaline rush. You're high on that. It's you got to give them that. For the Jets, I think they're going to be slightly worse than the Giants, not that much. Six and eleven for the Jets. For me, you know, I'm going to go right in the middle. You guys, I'm going to go five and eleven or five and twelve, whatever the whatever it is nowadays. Look again. I said I'm not. I'm. I grew up a Giant fan, but I. You know, it's hard not to root for the Jets when they're always getting. You know, destroyed every week. It's like you know, you want the hometown team to at least be decent, make it fun, make it competitive. A lot of my friends growing up are Jet fans, so you know, it's you know, you don't want to see them suffer every day. You know, part of the time it's okay, but not all the time. You know, um, but anyways, that's gonna do it for today, guys. A uh, lot of fun talking football with you guys. You know, behind the glass, Taylor Macetta was our producer. Thank you to Taylor for making it all happen. The sports director of WFUV, that's Bobby Chaffordini. For Will Talent, Julia Moss. Bridge Gotham signing off saying, enjoy your weekend of football. We'll see you next week on NFL Friday.